Wow, wow. It's a podcast that comes out every single Wednesday. Mayday, burning, I'm burning up. I have a fever. Yeah, I got a fever. I got a fever for uh, some some cleavers. I got big old knives in this house. A cleaver knife is a meat cleaver is what it's called. I'm sorry for all my knife heads out there. A meat cleaver, I would argue, is more axe than knife and i don't care what this makes a damn good bit of sense now i am opening up this podcast right now and i'm opening up my life to you opening up my heart opening up my world and what will we be talking about this this week that's that yes what will be what will we be talking about yes queen um Halloween, All Hallows Eve, if you will, today is All Hallows Day, if you're keeping track, if to all my calendar heads out there. And uh, I'm not really going to be talking much about Halloween because I didn't really partake in it this year because I had tickets to the World Series. Now, if you don't know what the World Series is, what happens each year is the world plays, plays baseball. And they they play almost they play ninety nine percent of their games in the United States. Some in Canada, and and also some games are even played in Florida. <laughs> believe it or not, and at the end of it, the two best teams play one another for a a chance at the World Series title, and that's what these games are happening. And somehow, my Philadelphia Phillies are in the World Series despite not being good at all. <laughs> despite, despite they've been so good in the playoffs and they've been so much fun to watch. And it really has lifted the city of Philadelphia in a way where this whole city is beside itself with sports right now. I kind of talked about this on a Patreon episode, but. Uh, right now, the Philadelphia Eagles are undefeated. I promise this won't be so sports heavy that you go and just take a room temperature two percent milk and dump it on your lap. And right, and I want you to dump so much milk on your lap, you feel what's going on in your lap, your lap skin, if you will. I want it to be wet with milk before you're done pouring the rest of the milk on. And <clears throat> and that is not an idle threat. It's an American Idol threat, and that's when I showed up at Simon Cowell's house, and I, I, I did a quick jab step at him, and he fell backward, and he, and he almost hit his head, which, because of the laws of this country, because of Governor Josh Shapiro, if elected, will, would have you arrested if you showed up on Simon Cowell's doorstep, jab-stepped at him, and then he fell backwards and hit his head. He'd charge you with attempted assault is attempted assault a crime i feel like that's either 
you assault or you don't. You know what I mean? And 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 here's the thing, by the way, I generally don't get serious on this podcast. But if you have high br- blood pressure, do not commit assault because it's just not good for you. All right, and that's the best joke. Um, that's better than any joke Jerry Seinfeld has ever written. You can fucking tell him I said that. I tell him myself, but I'm 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 genetic. I, I have uh, some genetically modified organisms running around my house that I need to just fucking throw a bucket over. If you know what I'm saying now. So anyway, Philadelphia right now is, and I wanted to, so what will I be talking about this week? I want to talk a little bit about my plan, my takes on, uh, I'm going to the World Series tonight because last night I went to the World Series, hung out in the stadium for an hour and a half, and then they canceled the game because it was raining. And can I tell you, it was raining, it was pouring, and there was an old man with the worst sleep apnea you'd ever see in your damn life laying in the middle of the field. And I could hear it from the upper deck. I could hear his snores. So at least I got something out of the evening. But I want to talk a little bit about my experience, uh, how psyched I am to go to the World Series. I want to talk about what makes Philadelphia such an anomaly and a character of a city, particularly around sports. More importantly, though, I want to talk about Love is Blind. Now, if you... Don't know what Love is Blind is. You probably aren't going to enjoy that part of the podcast too much. But I am not a reality TV watcher. Um, it, it's not like I'm better than it, you know, because I, I watch like like sports are basically the same thing. But I have gotten really, really into actually a couple reality TV shows. Um, one is Love is Blind, where essentially the premise there is that they take, I think, like 20 fucking idiots and they put them in, they don't meet one another or they they can't see one another. So they're in like these pods separate and then they get to know each other over, I guess, like a week or two. And then they will propose to one another, the ones that like fall in love through the walls without ever seeing one another. And then they see each other for the first time after they've gotten engaged okay engaged to be wed excuse me and then they have to like go live on a resort together for a few weeks and they run into the other contestants on the show that they may have had like a connection with without seeing one another Uh, a short guy always gets fucked over (laughs) a short guy Uh, can i tell you something and i have been um not cool about height in the past so Please, that's a thing I'm working on, all right? Some things that I'm not proud of, and this is no bit, uh, making fun of people's heights, more so making fun of people's uh, bodies, and, well, I guess that goes under the same thing, but, like, weights, and those are two things that I am currently uh, working on cutting out of my out of my humor. The weight thing way more than um, the height thing. The height thing, I, I'm going to be honest, I'm having a lot of trouble with. But the the weight thing is 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 completely unacceptable. So is the other thing. You sh- you shouldn't make fun of people for things that are out of their control. So anyway, um, that being said, I I I will uh just so you know, I'm not saying this as a bit. I do have trouble with uh not making fun of men's heights. I don't know what it is. I I just I can't. I I have to stop doing it. You know, because they might be like, oh, like really, Blake? You know, like so. What if you just really, really loved using like the R word, you know? And it's like, well, yeah, I should, I, 
you were able to stop doing that easily. Why aren't you able to stop with heights? Just small men. Okay, so <clears throat> I anyway, so with this episode, a short guy does get fucked over every single episode. Um or every single season. And generally when these people see each other for the first time, someone will be more attracted to another person's partner than they are their own from the the pods and then they have to do a wedding they meet each other's families if the family even will do that a lot of families are like this is you got you're gonna get married within the same month of meeting one another there's no fucking way i'm coming to that and it's going to be on network flicks i'm not watching that either and then they're supposed to get married at the end of the month and at the altar you find out if they're going to say i do or not and it is i'm addicted to it Indian Matchmaker, another one of my favorite shows, which is a show that I thought was on the popularity level as a Love is Blind, but I don't think anyone watches that show because I was looking up some of their Instagrams, and this one girl, like, doesn't have that many, like, I think she's the biggest girl on the show, like, or the most, like, you know, featured, and I think she only has like 49,000 followers whereas love is blind people have you know in the millions and then what's that show where they all like like have to jack off on the island or <laughs> what is that too hot to handle and that's another one I watched so here I am saying oh yeah like I'm not a big reality tv show fan and I just spoke more succinctly than I ever have in my entire life about three different reality tv shows that I watch <laughs> What if that's how I cleared my throat? Sorry, I just sat on my hog. So let's get back to... So I want to talk about that. Now, before I talk about either of those things, I need to do two things. I need to tell you about something funny that happened today. And I need to promote some dates. And I'm not going to do it in that order. So first, Asheville, North Carolina. I am going to be there on November... 12th at the Asheville Beauty Academy as part of a it's a model face comedy production so if you're anywhere near Asheville North Carolina please come see me on Saturday November 12th this week I'm going to be at the punchline as a middle act not a headliner from Thursday, November, whatever that date is, until Saturday with the great Ryan Hamilton, who is an incredibly funny comedian. And I will be working clean this week, baby. So if you're looking to get that dirt, you better go shopping in the fucking junkyard. And I'm not talking about my ass. My ass is fucking huge. And people are starting to talk about it. That's not a bit. I I, I heard comedians whispering about my ass the other day. And then one of them, my friend Jamie, was like, your ass looks like fucking great in those pants and i'm like it's so big it's so big anyway so here we are and oh oh so uh ryan hamilton punchline november like fuck it whatever this where's my phone who took my phone my assistant uh took my phone and put it in between like a, a hamburger roll and put ketchup and lettuce all over it. And I'm like, this burger sucks. Oh, it's my phone. Yeah, so I'm going to be at the punchline November 3rd through the 5th. Two shows Friday, two shows Saturday. And then I am going to be, like I said, in Asheville November 12th. And I have a bunch of other, oh, fuck me, I have so many shows next week. 
Uh, I'm going to be in Ardmore on... Uh, I, I can't even deal with this. My, 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 my calendar. I didn't even do my calendar correct. Did everybody pay rent today? All right. That's what I'm, the landlords need their money. We need our money. I, I bet like I would be such a bad landlord in that I don't know how to fix anything. I'm not confrontational. So if people didn't pay rent, I would kind of not really do anything about it. And, and until like later, God, so many people owe me money right now. Um, not in rent, just in, <laughs> just, uh, I'm, I sell drugs. I'm going to be, I am a drug dealer. I'm a drug salesman to be completely, to be completely honest. I, I peddle Advil. So, uh, those are some of the dates I have coming up. December 17th, I will be at Steel Stacks in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. Uh, January 5th, I will be at Helium Comedy Club in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. And then I might have uh, a date, a weekend in Cincinnati and Detroit in 2023. But we'll get to that. Oh, we will get to that. But first, I have a dentist. Not to brag. I have one dentist. And his offices are a, no exaggeration, a f- probably a minute, a minute 15 seconds walk, if that from my house and it could not be more convenient however they less than 24 hours notice canceled my dental appointment with them just a cleaning just getting them clean my pearly my pearly flights and they're like i'm like oh okay like yeah i can reschedule that's fine they go okay our next appointment is in over a calendar month and I was like, why do I have, why am I being in, you can't get me in sooner. And they go, oh, well, we can put you on call uh, any date you want. Like, like I'm a fucking MD, you know? And I'm like, all right. I can put me in call. And I almost wanted to threaten, you, well, you would be interesting. A good way to fuck with a dentist. Go before they open and just leave one single tooth. <laughs> On their doorstep. Every 30 consecutive days. Or how, how many teeth are 32? I feel like it's the same amount of teams that are in the NFL. Hey, Siri. How many teeth are in a mouth? Here's an answer from Wikipedia. Humans usually have 20 primary deciduous, Ooh. baby or milk teeth, Ooh. and 32 permanent adult teeth. A deciduous, a deciduous tooth. Now... A milk tooth. Well, I thought I uh, had already heard the most disgusting thing I've ever heard in my entire life. But no, it's milk tooth. Oh my god. Nasty. Nasty, nasty, filthy, filthy, filthy. Ugh. Imagine just getting out, just walking out on your doorstep in the morning dressed like a dentist. And you look down and your stoop is fucked with milk teeth just complete just a pile of milk teeth and you know they're milk teeth right when you see them because they're small and they're weak why would they call it a milk tooth god i need some calcium oh yeah all right 
enough about milk teeth, and I and I really never thought I'd I'd get sick of talking about that subject. But here we are. So let's talk a little bit about before I get more into Love Is Blind. I want to talk a little bit about Philadelphia. So whenever Philadelphia, <clears throat> Philadelphia has a reputation, and I have a little bit of perspective on this from having lived both here. Both implies two, right? I've lived here, lived in Boston for three and a half years, lived in LA for 10, and now I live back here again, where I have the perspective of someone who does have the mental illness that afflicts all of Philadelphia, um, but also the perspective to see it, you know, because I, I haven't, uh, I spent so, so much time away. And <clears throat> if you don't know, so Philadelphia is essentially a city where, and I've said this before, it has this weird, insulated, um, culture that's kind of caused by like its inferiority complex. Now, in LA, not a lot of transplants live in Philadelphia yet, and I, I hope no one actually does this. But I think Philly is going to end up being one of those cities that like becomes unaffordable to live in in a couple years because it literally has everything. And I know I've talked about Philly a couple times on this podcast, but it's got a beautiful, like, river going through it that is, like, filled with, like, you know, fucking swords with diseases on them, skulls, uh, freak fish. But that it, it, it does look beautiful, and it goes through the outside of the city. There is a massive hip up-and-coming area, the downtown. There's, like, a rich, fancy area. There's a lot of history. There's a part called Old City where you can walk on the cobblestone and see these brick homes that were there in, you know, 1776. There's a big bell with a big crack in it that you can go see. The food is awesome. It is a very diverse city as well. Um, And hold on one sec. And he's back. So uh, it, it also just has just incredible food, massive sports town. But it is located between two much more famous cities where it's like an hour and a half, two hours to New York City. And then, an hour, you know, two hours plus to Washington, D.C., capital of the country, uh, New York City, like what's considered to be the greatest city in the world. So... You have this city that's a fantastic town, but it does get overshadowed by the two cities next to it. And I think that's why it doesn't, it's not a destination town for people to move to again yet. But because of that, um, I think people who grow up in Philly often rarely leave. And if they do leave, they come back. Where I know. So many people who've moved away, but they end up moving back to Philadelphia. And it's because it is just a great town to live in. And I think another big thing why Philadelphia is so funny where and in the instances that I'm talking about is say like when when we won the Super Bowl, a guy punched a police horse in the face. They have to put Crisco grease on the flagpoles here so people don't climb up them. Um there's a guy named Philly Elmo who dresses in a, I would say, a paltry Elmo costume and leads a drum line around the city. 
there's like just all these weirds someone ate horse shit off the ground the the whole like yeah it's the pope got booed here <laughs> so the, the booing in general so <clears throat> it's um it's a very funny city and i think what makes it so funny is people always go oh the passion the passion of the fans and it is passion but it's i think even more so it's should i speak directly in the microphone i think even more so the it's extremes where philadelphia there's never a gray area it's complete extremes where it's hate or love it's complete ecstasy or it's depression it's just a profound you know propensity to violence or not wanting to do anything or not acting on anything at all and you know, it was, there's just always so much funny shit going on here. And I think it is not just passion, but the extremes of what makes us such a, such a funny place. And also, I, I think because it's so insular, it's hard to understand why other people could feel any way other than the way Philadelphians feel, period, full stop, other than the way they feel, where it's, it's, the city lacks, it, delightfully lacks perspective and like they don't understand where you know, for instance well i remember la fans get a ton of shit because th- they would always show up late to games you know like the games would show like would start and there would be no fans in the stadium in dodger stadium and and philly fans would be like these fucking they're, they're not die hard like us they're not and it, it could never occur to them that these people in la would not want to sacrifice their job you know, to leave it early to go to, to go to a uh, a sports game, or the fact that there's horrific traffic in that city, and that prevents people from getting to the stadium on time. But <clears throat> then again, Philadelphians, and I believe this too. It's like, well, if you really wanted to be there, you'd find a way to be there, and it's it's just like one of my favorite play. It's it's just amazing. I love it, and um, I. To the point where, so I am going to the World Series game tonight. It's game three. It's the first game in Philadelphia. First World Series game here, I believe, in fourteen years, um, a little over fourteen years. And uh, tickets right now to sit in the upper deck, like the last, the, to sit in the worst seat in the stadium, are two thousand dollars. But I was lucky enough that my cousin Tommy was able to have an extra ticket. And I get to go, and I could not be more effing excited. I cannot wait. I couldn't sleep on Saturday night. Uh, today is Tuesday. That's how that's how excited I am for this game. So last night, so here's here's my plan. All right, I have a lot. I have a lot of podcasts to do today. I have a lot of work, but I would like to head down to the stadium at around. I would like to leave here. Five at the latest, I would love to leave here at frickin' four, okay? Get down there, start tailgating. Now, it's a very interesting thing. I don't know if this is true in other cities, but I think it is, is that drinking in public is, like, kind of okay now, you know? Where you can just have a beer. As long as it's in a koozie or something, I think you can just drink a beer in public where... um. Either you can do this or I'm going to get arrested because I've been doing this. <laughs> so I think so. 
especially on the subway before games, like people are smoking weed, people are just heavily drinking on the subway. So I'm going to take the subway down, bring a beer or two with me for the subway ride, get off, bring a disposable bag with me. I want everything that I can throw away. I don't want to have to bring a bag that I have to then bring into the stadium because often they don't let you bring bags in. So I'm going to bring a couple light beers, okay? Drink one or two on the subway. Try to find some friends or uh, cousin Tommy to uh, have a drink or two outside the stadium. And then we will go into the stadium. And it's I don't know what it is, baseball in cold weather, and I am almost done with the sports thing, and then we'll get into Love is Blind. Um, For some reason, baseball in the cold is just so much fun, where it's like, it's it's very distinct. In baseball in the summer, it's kind of always, it's just so long. The baseball season is so long. And then when it's in the cold, it's like the fall is the perfect season, where it's like, all right, it's not winter yet. And this is the the culmination. It really feels like the culmination of something. And I'm going to be there tonight. I'll post some videos. Uh, actually, I hope to hardly use my phone at all, to be completely honest. I want to be in the moment because it's – I went to a World Series game in 1998 with my dad, who's from New York. We went to Yankees-Padres game one of the 1998 World Series, and I still remember, like, every single detail of it. That's how important it was to me. And then now I, I hopefully get to have another – event life event in which i can um which i'll never forget so that's uh, uh that's my that's how psyched i am maybe i'll bring a coffee down fuck it but yeah no i'm so psyched for the world series uh, i'm very very fortunate that uh cousin tommy was able to good lord give a little make a little boy's dream come true we'll be right back we'll be speaking about love is blind We're going to be talking about Raven. We'll be talking about Matt. We'll be talking about Chelsea. And we will be talking about Alexa. We'll be right back. You're listening to Blake's Takes for God's Sakes on the Jimmy John's Sports Network. Blake is really funny. Blake is really cool. Blah, 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 blah. Blake, Blake, Blake. We are back. So I kind of want to dive into the... Maybe even my own psychology, God forbid, on why I love this show so much, on why I love Love is Blind so much. And I think it's – and by the way, people – if you listen to, like, pop culture podcasts that, you know, analyze reality TV, this is is not going to be – you've probably heard, I would imagine, this POV before. Um, POV, by the way, uh, is short for um, point of view. But – I think the psychology for me, because this is all very new to me, the whole um, the the reality TV thing, is that I think I enjoy watching people who aren't as smart as I am ruin their own lives. <laughs> I think because isn't that just what reality TV is? It's watching people who aren't that smart ruin their lives on television. And do stupid stuff and ruin other people's lives as well. And I think the hardest part for me is in this con- in the context of like this dating show is can you imagine being a someone's parent, one of these people's parents, and watching them do this, and not just wa- and by do this I mean like 
just sell any privacy whatsoever. And it's interesting. I, I, I'm a very, uh, this is a weird sentence to say, I'm a very public person in that I speak to you people um, by the way, like 40 minutes straight. Can you imagine my, my poor neighbor, you know, through the wall, like listening to me just, it's like, he's probably thinking, who the hell just talks for 40 minutes straight, right? Like, because in any other, even if you were making a presentation on Zoom, no one just talks for 40 minutes straight. And if they do, there's probably pauses like in between the slides. So why don't you slide? That was the Goo Goo Dolls. You're listening to 86.6, the girth. <laughs> so, <clears throat> excuse me. I will also be at, I'll be featuring for the great Brittany Carney, November 30th, Punchline Comedy Club in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. The Northern of the two liberties. So I watching, so being a, having a family member, like, so, oh yeah. So though as, as public as I'll be with things, I still do like to keep, you know, certain parts of my life private, like certain, you know, like my immediate family details. And then um, my uh, personal details about my life with my wife, you know, I don't really uh, talk about. And <clears throat> so to have like your whole life, just to put it out there on a reality show, like to have a video of me kissing, like French kissing someone on TV <laughs> is so personal, right? Like, you can't even, like, even giving, like, my wife, like, a kiss, like, in public, uh, that I'm fine with. But, like, that's even, like, oh, people are watching me. You know, like, I'm th even there, I'm, I'm, like, hyper aware. And then you have someone, and then you have to be in, like, a bathing suit on TV is so crazy. Like, I do not, like, I'm, I'm happy with my body, particularly my legs, like, I think are really big and sweet. <laughs> You know I have sweet legs. I was I was actually diagnosed with sweet leg recently, um, and it, it seems like amputation is very much on the table. But um, so, I I I. But yeah, just to have those details about your life, like how you people have seen how you kiss, people ha have seen your nipples on television. I cannot have. I just can't afford to have my nipples shown on TV at this moment in time. Ask me in six months, and maybe I will, but it is just so personal. And then for their poor parents have to go on television and, like, meet this, like, I bring home, like, hey, parents, you, you know how I have no real drive in life, and this is my final Hail Mary at a quote-unquote career, so I'm going to go on this dating show, you know, which is just so, and, and by the way, there's hard, a lot of people create a career somehow off appearing on these shows because i think that's the main reason you know because if you're truly trying to find love it's not the, the the most direct path the straight line to love is not via a netflix program you know like that's that's a bit of a detour so there's other ways of finding love i think i'm told there's other ways and therefore 
oh, so th- that's not why. You're not doing it to find love. You're doing it to somehow elevate your status as an Instagram influencer or to have some sort of career like as an actor or whatever. I, I honestly don't know what the plan is. And it seems like, and I've seen this in, in a bunch of different careers where, you know, it, it's like I always equate it to the underwear gnome episode of South Park where uh, essentially what was happening is that these gnomes were sneaking into people's homes and stealing their underwear. And the South Park kids finally like went underground and found the factory of the underwear gnomes. And they were like, why are you stealing our underwear? And they showed an equation on like their whiteboard, like their mission statement. And it said, step one, steal underwear. Step two, it was like completely blank. And he goes, step three, profit. And I think that that's what these, a lot of people do is step one, get on reality TV show. Step two, I have no fucking idea. Step three, famous and rich, you know? And I I think it's one of these things where I I guess you can be paid to show up at various nightclubs. You You can sponsor products. But the issue is that it's not to have been on a reality show is not sustainable where that works for, I think, like a year or at least until the new season comes out, you know? And then there's, but the issue is that, oh, there's um hundreds of people who've been on a season of a reality show. So if someone's going to pay you to make an appearance, they wouldn't pay you because they, they, they would go up to the next, the people who won it or, you know, like the people who ended up doing something afterwards. So I think you need to keep doing things. You, you can't coast off one reality show thing. And I think the problem is a lot of people who are trying to break from a reality show don't have the skill set to do another thing (laughs) so anyway you have these people who these poor parents who are from like they live on a farm you know have to meet this guy brings home this girl who clearly just wants to be famous and they have to these poor parents they love their kid and they have to pretend like this is normal (laughs) and that this is a good thing for their child it's brutal watching the parents and then for some reason this season there's like just some guy's family is like very anti-abortion and this woman was like oh yeah you know like i would like to have agency over my body and i think you know if there was a risk to the child or a risk to me i believe that you know abortion is okay and then this dude's sister just started crying and was like that's terrible i can't accept that it was just that that was brutal this poor girl I don't think all of the people who appear in these shows are pieces of shit, by the way. I think some are actually decent people um, who are in a world that is filled with the the damned. Just damned people. So, I, so here's the season. Okay, these are the dynamics. We have a, a rich Israeli girl and a, a farmer a male farmer and there's an issue where the rich Israelis her father is so condescending to this farmer guy where he was like listen I don't really even care if you love my daughter or not you need to live an affluent lifestyle if you're not rich my little girl is gonna go fucking nuts my girl needs to be rich is essentially what he said to her 
Then there's a guy who like has somehow less muscle on his chest than I do. <laughs> Where the brother's name is Cole, and he is just uh yeah he's a moron and he's with this poor he so there's this girl Zainab and she is like beautiful like stunning gorgeous and but she is uh I don't know what she is she's not white (laughs) does that make sense so she's not a white person so he's like yeah you know like this white girl over here like I'm really attracted to her but like you know she's like physically what I want but like I I really like you and I'm attracted to you but he keeps saying how much he's into like a what like a small white girl and not this like drop dead gorgeous not white girl and so that's a really fucked up he's just gaslighting this poor girl constantly then you have a dude who's with the classic white girl his name's matt and he's a fucking psycho (laughs) it's sick like he's sick and he gaslights the shit out of his girl where he's a really jealous guy i haven't seen a gel you don't see a lot of jealous dudes out in the wild really right like do you know anyone who is just a because there's a there are few looks worse than a jealous guy and this guy matt was like cheated on i guess in his previous marriage and if his i guess fiance even though they've known each other for 18 days uh his fiance like talked to another dude and he's like i'm fucking this is fucked my wife is this is fucked this bitch, this is fuck. Like he just immediately assume, and it's like it's humiliating. It's again, it's to be a jealous guy. It just shows so much weakness. It's and 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 if there's one thing that I cannot effing stand, it's weakness. I hate weakness. So anyway, so that's that's the other couple. They're a disaster. Um, then there's a couple who <clears throat> there's this like. beautiful woman actually cool as shit her name's raven who is actually i thought she was just going to be one of these like just these instagram bitches but she's actually seems like a good person and she is quote unquote engaged to a nigerian man named sk and they seem like they would actually work but this dude is just going to grad school in california and they all live in dallas so, like, they would get married and then he'd just be gone. And she wants him to support her. Do you hear how I'm talking right now? I'm losing my mind. So that's not going to work. Who am I missing? Oh, and then uh, we have the guy, the uh, the abortion, Mr. Mister Abortion. I hate abortion. And then the girl. We have um, the Israeli and the farmer. We have the Nigerian and the fitness model. We have the, the little boy and the white girl and we have the jealous guy oh no 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 no! it's the little boy and zainab and then the who gaslights her and then we have the the jealous guy and the white girl am i missing anyone be straight with me so what do i think is going to happen hmm all right here's my prediction the israeli and the farmer, they're going to get married. The Mr. Abor- Mr. Anti-Abortion and that woman, the, the good woman is not going to marry Mr. I Hate Abortion. The jealous guy and the girl 
the white girl, will not get married. Zainab and the little boy will not get married. The Nigerian and the fitness model will not get married. Or, you know what? I'm going to say they they will get married. How about that? How about that for a twist? So I'm going at like two for five, right? I think two of them are going to get married, and I think none of the marriages are going to work out. <laughs> I think they'll all be divorced within the year. Those are my predictions. Those are my productions, all right? And I think that might be... Uh, I think that might be it for this episode. Everybody, thank you so much for listening to Blake's Takes, for God's sakes. Uh, patrons, if you would like to join the Patreon, by the way, it is buzzing. Patreon.com slash Blake Wexler. Give a dollar a month, and you'll get a free video every single Friday and the occasional low T. Low T, low T, low T, low T. Thank you, Frankie, for that jingle. By the way, Fra- Frankie... Um, I have a joke uh, about Love is Blind on my on my Instagram. I'll repost it today where basically it's I pitch a show called Love is Electric and it's one of the darker jokes I've ever told and that was the last show I did before the pandemic happened. So saw Frankie and then um, the world caught a horrific virus. So that's uh, that's an interesting little footnote there. <laughs> a teeny tiny little footnote. So that is the podcast for this week. All right. Um... I'm going to be at the Punchline all this week, uh, Asheville, Saturday, November 12th. Come see me there. And uh, the rest of you, I love you. Patrons, I'll talk to you on Friday. Everybody else, uh, go Phillies.